Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're taking a quick look into Micah 7, which we've been doing for uh, several episodes now. I was drawn there because of what it says in verse 7 of Michael, Micah 7. Remember this? It says this, But as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. So the prophet is proclaiming this. And in the next few verses, <coughs> he talks about how uh, enemy don't rejoice over me because God is going to plead my case and he's going to execute judgment for me. And then he starts talking about the day that's yet to come and the day when the Syria and Egypt uh, will come together from sea to sea. Verse 13 says this, And the earth will become desolate because of her inhabitants on account of the fruit of her deeds. It's a picture of the judgment that is yet to come. Then verse 14, this is Micah 7, verse 14. The first word is shepherd. It says, shepherd your people with your scepter, the flock of your possession, which dwells by itself in the woodland, in the midst of the fruitful field. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead, as in the days of old. And Now, I'm reading from the New American Standard right now. When you read this from the New American Standard, there's certain capitalizations here. Oh, yeah, capitalizations. In our uh, local Bible studies and our online Bible studies, we often make a big deal about the fact that uh, capitalization and a punctuation is actually a form of commentary. People, when they translate things into other languages, have to make decisions about such. And here in the New American Standard, the word shepherd and your and your are all capitalized. So the... Uh, the prophet is literally speaking to the Most High God. And he's saying, shepherd your people with your scepter, the flock of your possession, which dwells by itself in the woodland, in the midst of the fruitful field. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead, as in the days of old. And Bashan and Gilead were places of uh, where uh, pagan people had reigned over these things for years and years and years, but ultimately they're going to be in the hands of the people of the Lord. Verse 15, he says, as in the days when you came out from the land of Egypt, I will show you miracles. So here is like God is saying, I want to show you miracles in the same way that you came out. Well, what kind of miracles could it be? Well, the last two verses we're going to look at today, verses 16 and 17, show us. They say this, Nations will see and be ashamed of all their might. What, what are they going to see? Well, what it is, they're going to see the wonder and the glory of the Lord. They're going to see the Lord God. He actually says that at the end of the next verse. So the nations will see, and they're going to be ashamed of their might, of what they think is their might and their power. They will put their hand on their mouth. Their ears will be deaf. They're going to be dumbfounded by this. That's what's being said here. Then the last verse, they will lick the dust like a serpent like reptiles of the earth. They will come trembling out of their fortresses to the Lord our God. They will come in dread, and they will be afraid before him. 
So it's given us insight into the days yet to come, even from our perspective now, when the Lord comes and all the nations will literally come before the Lord in dread and will bow before him and be in fear before him. But it's gra very graphic, the terminology, that they're going to put their hands over their mouths and their ears over, uh, and over their ears to where they don't say anything, they can't hear anything. They're going to lick the dust like a serpent, the reptiles of the earth. They're going to come trembling out of their fortresses. Notice they're going to have fortresses, but they're going to come trembling out of them. Why? Because they're coming to God in dread. But don't forget what was said in, in Micah 7, 12, how that Assyria and Egypt are going to come and be a part of the people of the Lord, what we saw in Isaiah 19. Remember that? So let me just read these last two verses here. Uh, starting in verse 18, it says this, Who is a God like you who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellious acts of the remnant of his possession? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in unchanging love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. Yes, you will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. So you see that the prophet is sitting there talking about what God will do. And then he just turns the phrase and says, yes, God, you're going to do this. So he's talking back and forth. Verse 20, you will give truth to Jacob and unchanging love to Abraham, which you swore to our forefathers from the days of old. And this is actually how the word of Micah ends. I've been thinking we may have to go back and start with the beginning of this thing, right? Because we just looked at the last chapter here. Uh, some seriously profound stuff here. But he's saying what? Who is like this God who pardons iniquity? Who is it? Who is this God who passes over rebellious acts of the remnant? You know, in other words, who, I'm just amazed by the wonder and the glory of the forgiveness of God and what he does. That he doesn't retain his anger forever. That he really delights and what he retains is unchanging love. Unchanging love. And he says, well, you know what? He's going to have compassion on us. He's literally going to tread the iniquities that we've committed against him under his feet. And he's going to cast all of our sins into the depths of the sea. And he's going to do what he promised to do. He says, you're going to give truth to Jacob, that's Israel. And your unchanging love, which you promised to Abraham, is going to continue on through the Jewish people, through Israel, forever and forever. He says, you swore this to our forefathers from the days of old. And he's going to do it. He has done it in the Lord Jesus Christ. But they have yet to believe a small remnant. Remember, it's talking about a remnant here. A remnant will believe when it's all said and done. The sad truth is that the bulk won't. So where does that leave us? It leaves us proclaiming the truth of the gospel to all, to those that are of the line of Abraham, and to those who are not of the line of Abraham. Well, let me re rephrase that. Yes, to those who are the line of Abraham, of the line of the promise, that's the line of Isaac, and the other line of Abraham, the line of uh, Ishmael, and the line of Keturah's sons. There's many lines of Abraham. But then also to all the Gentiles, to all the world we are to proclaim, literally the steadfast love of God and the compassion of the Most High God. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Thank you.